three, two, one. John, are we live? We're live, sir. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, my man. How are you? I'm good. Anxious. Yeah. Get out of here tomorrow. Tell the people why. Uh, well, most of them know who are yeah. listening, but uh, if our awesome guests, friends are watching, I'm doing the Alcatraz Triathlon on Sunday, mm -hmm. and uh, I was telling you at launch, I don't get too scared to do anything anymore. Right. Between the boxing, jujitsu, racing cars, I've jumped out of planes. I'm like terrified of this thing. I really? don't want to do it, um, but I think it's a good thing that I don't want to do it because it's one of those times where I'm going to force myself to do something I don't want to do right. that I'm terrified of, which yeah. I haven't had that feeling since, I don't know, 15 years ago maybe. Wow. So I feel good about that. If my okay. buddies could stop, and one of them is watching, if you could stop sending me videos of sharks attacking people <laughs> in the San Francisco Bay, of people struggling to swim the San Francisco Bay, that would be awesome. Is that Sean? No, Sean, Sean just said I suggest you don't do it. But he's going with me, so he's giving me, he's going to be there to support. That's good. Um, okay. But yeah, so if my buddies can stop sending me shark attack uh, mm -hmm. Please. videos in the yes. bay, that would be awesome. <laughs> what is the, what's the charity? I'm sorry. So we're doing it with an autism charity. It's an autism outreach charity. And the really cool thing, and my shout out today, usually I let you do shout outs first, sure, but go I'll go ahead, is really back to, to Lawrence Dunning, who motivated me to do this. He's mm -hmm. a rock star. He's out in uh, Hawaii right now, and it's his uh, beautiful wife, Jen's birthday today. Happy birthday. Um, He's a motivational guy. He, I'm glad he talked me into it. I might hate him come Sunday afternoon. Um, he just did the uh, Kona Half Ironman this weekend, and he's doing the Alcatraz this upcoming weekend. Got just to make beast. me feel like my accomplishment yeah. sucks, right. he did an extra triathlon this weekend. Um, but we outraised everybody. So everybody who donated, thank you so much. So it's already a big win for us. So we, we literally doubled, we doubled plus some the second place finisher. Wow. Very so, good. Very, Very thank good. you to everybody who... Who ended up donating to yeah for sure cool. that's i mean there's so many good things as far as you're challenging yourself a lot uh and your money you're raising money for a great cause yeah so it's a win-win very good if i get very back proud of you not eaten by a shark and not drowning i'll be uh, i'll be happy we'll be good yeah those are you know usually when i wake up in the morning i'm pretty confident that I won't get eaten by a shark or drowned that day. Yeah. And I'm assuming you're the, sort of the same way, but this Sunday, you, you're going to wake up and be like, holy shit. I'll have <laughs> some like anxiety legit. about drowning. Less anxiety <laughs> about being eaten by a shark, but... Okay, fair. That's do? fair. What about you? Any shout-outs? Uh, well, I do. Uh, first and foremost, you and Lawrence for the money you raised and for the work you've put in We've talked a lot about it off the air. Uh, and I, I know Lawrence is a beast, and he keeps himself in top condition. And both of you, I think it's great what you're doing. So shout Thanks, out buddy. to both of you. Absolutely. Lawrence, please go get lunch after you finish and wait a couple hours till I cross the finish line <laughs> so we can take a picture together. He'll Absolutely. be done like three hours before I am. Hey, you know what? As long as you do it, that's, that's all it is. It's not time. It's no. the... I said it's going to be me and some guy probably who's got no legs finishing the finish line at the end <laughs> together. There's going to be the two of us like right at the end, the slowest two guys, but we'll finish. You'll finish, and that's, that's what's important. Um, shout out, though. Talking about being scared. Um, what, are you going to send me a imagine. video of a shark, too? No, 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 no. But today, well, my shout out is to a gentleman named Tom Rice. He might not sound familiar. He didn't 
to me either until this morning. Uh, today is the 75th anniversary of D-Day when oh, wow. we stormed the beaches at Normandy. Tom Rice is 97 years old. And to commemorate, he was a paratrooper. He jumped out of a plane to fight the Nazis in Germany 75 years ago today. And at 97, he did the exact same jump out of a plane today to land in France to commemorate what he and everybody else did. Uh, I just I saw it on the news this morning. Hit the hit the rewind, wrote his name down, looked it up. I mean, wow, you know, cool. It's one thing you're you're. I know he was twenty something, twenty two. Jumping out of a plane, scary. Being in a foreign country, scary. But you got all these people down there shooting at you, and then at ninety seven, shit. Being able to do that, get hats off, hats off to everybody who did everything they did 75 years ago, but cool. I thought it was cool. So that's my shout-out, and to you and Lawrence. Well, you one-up me again. He always no. one-ups my shout-outs. No, no, he no. He, like, no. three-ups my shout-outs, <laughs> No, because what you're doing, though, I mean, it's, like I said, it's a great cause, and I'm very proud of you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate yep. it. Absolutely. Hopefully I'll see you next Wednesday. If not, you got to find a host from Sunday yeah, to Wednesday I'm gonna, next week. I'm going to throw that invite out. Start sending me uh, your tapes if you want to. Yeah, be a host. <laughs> Next Wednesday at 3 o'clock, you're going to have somebody else coming to you from the seat. Um, okay, awesome. I'm going to get into our guest because I think this is definitely going to go over and we have so much cool stuff to chat with them Absolutely. about. Our first guest, Jen Garrett. She's the CEO of Feel the Push LLC. She's a high-performance expert. She's a speaker. Um, she's the author of a really cool book that I'm going to read on the plane tomorrow called Move the Ball pretty excited it was supposed to be john's copy and i stole it again so boom thank you i'm not gonna let it get to his hands because he won't give it back thank you for coming on um tell us a little bit about feel the push and what move the ball is because i'm not gonna butcher it for you sure yeah i'm glad to be here first of all thanks for having me and what uh, move the ball is about is how to take yourself to a higher level of playing your game. So I analogize you to being the quarterback on your life's field, and it's really up to you to take action, move the ball, and play at that higher level. So my book and the work I do really helps people to be able to, to level up and, and to bring a better version of themselves into each and every day. Awesome. Did you um, Were you always kind of just a fan of sports in general, or was it business and kind of life goal-setting? and then integrated kind of football into it. Which, which one came first? I'm a sports girl, okay, sports first girl. and foremost. I mean, I grew up in Chicago, diehard Chicago Bears fan, always watched the game as a kid and took lessons from the game and applied it into business and life and goals that I've had for myself, and more importantly, how you overcome challenges as you're looking to achieve those goals. Sure. I, I've read a bunch of articles over time that show how athletes or ex-athletes and we have our next guest is going to be an ex-athlete or he probably still is a good athlete but an ex-pro athlete um make really good business people because they just throughout their career throughout training they've had to overcome a lot of challenges the discipline the um uh you know focus the mental focus the ability to deal with failures all things that people have to deal with throughout normal life um, lead those people to be successful more often than not. Do you find that it's one or two real big qualities in 
sports translate well to life or is it a bunch of different things? I think there's a bunch of different things. People always talk about the mental toughness, which is very important, the resiliency, the teamwork. Um, those are all very, very important to success. But there's a lot of other things that sports teach you as well, not just football, that I like to talk about to bring differentiated value and concepts for people to think about, such as confidence. So how you show up to each game, for example, how you play the mindset that you have, but being confident in your ability to um, win that game, right? I mean, if you show up and you don't think you're going to win, you're probably not going to win. I mean, unless you have teammates that are going to carry you, but uh, you really need to bring that confidence and own whatever it is you're playing. And so we don't always talk about those things in the confidence aspect as an example of that. Yeah, I, it's, you hit on that confidence thing and it actually reflects back on what I'm doing this week. It was the first time this entire week where I had somebody tell me, your mind is at such a bad spot. You keep saying, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. I think I might have to just grab a kayak or all this nonsense that I was putting in my head. And they're like, it's mental. 90% of everything you do is mental. Just think and visualize that you're going to do well and just do that. So um, do you find that in your day-to-day life you're doing a lot of that kind of um, – you- take what you're teaching in here and then move it into your own business life as well? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yes. And, and I'll say about the confidence piece, because I'm so mindful of my confidence level, when I start to doubt, and confidence doesn't mean you don't have doubts. Confidence means that you're comfortable in your ability to figure out what you need to do to be successful. Yeah. Um, and so I'll catch myself when I'm like, mm, maybe I don't think I can do this. It's like, wait a minute. Hang on. Time out. You can do this. So figure out how to do it. it I agree. I guess there's like, uh, it might not even be a fine line. There's really a big difference between having kind of doubts and then coming off confident. And I, I've always found that when I work with people who are um, successful business people, their doubt usually never shows. And it's very possible. Me, myself, like there's a lot of times I walk into things where I'm a little bit doubtful. But yeah, you can't just, you can't let it show. Is there anything else, any big factor of sports that you think translates really well into business and then life as well? Absolutely. I think who you surround yourself with is key and sometimes we don't have the luxury of getting rid of our coworkers, for example but it's what do you do with the people that are not helping you make those plays in life so what i talk about in the book is you can either, you make a couple choices one you can choose to rid people that are so toxic and so detrimental to your forward progress that you just say you know what it's time to be done with these people or you push them off to the sideline so if they're then if they're being a naysayer or they're being a problem uh, identifier and that's all they do is bring up problems or why you can't do something maybe you don't want to get rid of them completely from your life but it's sure. just push them to the silent and say okay you know I, I hear you but you're not getting in my head and surrounding yourself with the people that are really going to help you make those plays I love that and it basically bench them okay exactly can't, can't yes play. yes you're benched yeah it's I think I, as time has gone on for me too I've realized that a you can't do everything on your own and b I always say let the chef do the cooking and I'm I haven't read your book. I'm going to, but I'm almost relating it to football now. You're not going to have the quarterback necessarily do the running back's job. Let the chef do the cooking, I always tell people. So Mm -hmm. the right team is definitely a very powerful thing. Absolutely. So what was the motivating factor behind writing the book? Because this is, and I've I've skimmed through it. I haven't read it for those watching, but I, I took a peek at this thing and I read a lot and I read a lot of motivational books, life books and, um, business books. And that's practically all I read. Um, and this has a lot of great information. You know, it's thick. It's how many, I mean, it's 170-ish, 170 pages. 
I read all the stuff that's like a 30 minute quick read and it's all the same stuff that you've heard over and over again. This has a lot of cool chapters and principles in it. What motivated you to say, hey, listen, I'm going to write this thing? Because this is a serious book you wrote. Thank you. Yeah, I've always had a passion for writing, always had a passion for kind of pushing people out of their zone of comfortability, we'll say, and I've always loved football. So uh, back in 2011, I was at the NFC Championship game between the Bears and the, and the uh, Packers. And um, it was 17 degrees out, so we're sitting there freezing our you-know-what's off. And mm -hmm. uh, there was a moment in the fourth quarter where the Bears were trying to make a comeback. Lovey Smith calls a timeout. It was fourth down. And so in that moment, I thought about how in our own lives we have fourth down moments. And we have to make decisions on do we go for it? If so, what are we going to do right, to get us that next first down, so to speak, in our life? And so that was uh, how the book came to be. So the Bears didn't win that game, obviously. And, uh, and so on my way home, I started just jotting down notes, and uh, that's what you got. Oh, that's crazy. So it was really an aha moment that it was. ended up kind of sparking this book. Sadly, they didn't win that day. Anybody who is a Chicago fan knows that they didn't win in 2011 against the uh, Packers, right? Correct. Um, how long did it take from beginning to end? Because I'm sure this was a, a labor of love, putting all this together. Yeah, it took me about a year and a half. Not and bad. the reason for that is because I had these great ideas, and I wrote them down, and then I did nothing. Why did I do nothing? Because I did not have the confidence that I could actually get a book published. I felt like, well, I don't know I don't know how to do it. I don't know anybody that's an author. So I let the unknowns kind of deter me instead of saying, okay, I'm going to figure this out. How can I connect and learn from other people? And just by chance, I mean, I'm a lawyer. We have to take continuing education classes. Yep. I was in one of those. And the guy that was teaching it was a New York Times bestselling fiction uh, writer wow. who used to be a lawyer. And I thought, this might be just the contact that I need. And that kind of sparked things. And uh, I did a class that he took or that he gave, and uh, he basically said, write every day. And so after I took that class, I wrote every day, and then I just kept working on it, and then it came to be. That's crazy. First of all, great law of attraction there. You were thinking about it, and then you took a CLE, and that guy was there. So that's yes. awesome. The, um, the fear I think most people have is exactly what you said, like, where the heck do I start? And that's a great point. Just keep writing until you have enough content, and then you probably put it together and started to make sense for itself. Were you a practicing attorney while writing this on the side? Yes. Oh, you were busy. Yes. Um, still a practicing attorney. Yes. And grew up around here. And the, it's the, the name of the business is Field to Push LLC. What does Field to Push LLC do? And that's, that's your entrepreneur side, aside from just practicing as an attorney, right? Correct. You're very busy. Yes, I have five kids too. Oh Single parent, five kids. Oh, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. John, we are never allowed to... John, <laughs> I sit here sometimes and complain to each other a little right. bit about our workload. Yeah. Next time we complain, we're just going to be like, think of Jen. Yeah, no kidding. So there's not enough hours in the day. I literally was... Cow. I was complaining about an hour and a half ago to somebody about how my day has to go today. I complained at lunch to you mm -hmm. about how my day is going to go because I have an early flight to catch tomorrow. And I'm like, I am just swamped. I was swamped last night. Done complaining. You, you, take, <laughs> you take the busy, you take the busy cake. Um, how do you find time? You know, it's really prioritizing what's important to you in life. And I talk about dominating the day. And so okay. I think it's planning, right? You plan, so every night I think about, okay, what are the key things I need to get done tomorrow? And it's just being purposeful with how you spend your time and saying no 
to the things that don't align with that. So I write down before I go to sleep five things I think I need to get done the next day. I mean, there's a million things you got to do. I, I go back to 12 o'clock the day before and I answer all the emails that I didn't answer. And then I write five things down. And that's been one of the best things I've ever done. Where I'm awful is the saying no. I'm so bad at doing that. And I think that's such a learned trade and a learned skill set. How did you be able to do I think you're just probably so busy that some things you have to say no to. Was that a, a difficult thing for you to learn how to do or did you practice that? Yeah, I mean, I guess I was feeling overwhelmed. Like I'm juggling all these things, uh, parenthood, my, my lawyer, lawyer job, my feel to push stuff. I'm also an army lawyer currently serving. So wow. I was just feeling like, oh my God, there's so many things. I'm just exhausted. And I think because of that, I said, okay. And I'll actually share a quick story. Yeah. I um, I had a cup of coffee. I was holding it. I fumbled it. Use that word on purpose. I fumbled <laughs> it on to the table and a little bit spilled. That same thing happened a couple days later. And I said, you know what? I am doing too much. I'm going so fast. It's just, this is not good for me. It's not healthy. Right. And so then I really became very deliberate with what I'm going to spend time with. And I wasn't afraid to say, you know what? No, I'm not doing that or I'm not going to pursue this because the timing's not right. People reach out as an entrepreneur. People reach out to you all the time about, oh, you know, check out this opportunity. Why don't you do this? And it's easy to say, oh, yeah, let me go chase that. But every minute that you spend doing one thing is a moment or is a minute you don't have for something else. And I think when you think about that, it's easier to say no to things because you realize what you're sacrificing to do something else. Time is such a valuable commodity. One of my favorite quotes is a goal. A goal without a plan is just a wish. And I, I got to a point where I would I would set like these long term goals and I would just never hit them. I'd set like a one year goal and I, I even wrote it down. I would just like hold on to it and look at it and say, OK, if it's right in front of your face, you're going to see it. And I wouldn't hit those goals. And then I realized I have to break those goals down into what I have to do basically every week. I call it winning the week. Um, so I'm just goal setting a lot. I'd love to get your take on how you just kind of tackle a big goal. So like if, if a company has, you know, hey, I got a sales figure goal at the end of the year. Are you one that just kind of breaks it down into, again, what do you do every single day? Yeah. So in my book, I talk about getting the next first down and it's about breaking idea. down the bigger goal into mini milestones. And that way, you know what you're working towards on a weekly basis, a daily basis. But what happens with that is a couple of things. One, it makes things not seem so overwhelming. Right. right. And so you can focus on that next first down, that next mini goal. Once you achieve it, then it makes you feel like, hey, I accomplished something. So you want to build on that momentum and you're excited to continue, but also you should take a moment and celebrate that and be like, hey, I did this, because that makes you feel good about yourself. It gives you that confidence because you see the progress. And also then you can kind of assess where you're at and do you need to make adjustments to get to that next first down or, or what do you need to do? Oh, that's, I'm gonna use that all the time now, that get to your next first down. That's such a cool way to incorporate football and then sports into goal setting. For me, I always said, yeah, the big goal seems so big. If I told you I had to lose 50 pounds this year, you'd say, well, that's a lot of weight. If I said if I had to lose one pound this week, you'd be like, okay, stupid, don't eat Chipotle again this week and lose a pound. <laughs> right. A pound a week for 52 weeks is 52 pounds. But I always felt like I was just always looking at the 50 pounds, not breaking it down. But I love that get to your next first down. And, and you celebrate first downs. Right. And what happens is then you're building habits that last because you're breaking it down. Whereas if you focus on the 50 pounds, you get overwhelmed and you get discouraged because maybe you're 10 pounds into it and you're like, oh my gosh, I got 40 more to go. Instead of saying, I've been done a pound a week for the last 10 weeks, 
that's really cool. I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah, that's, um, I really like that. That's such a great way to break it down. Do you have a bunch of these, um, you know, get to your next first down, a lot of like lingos that match back into football. Any other cool ones? Because I'm going to steal them all. I'm going to read this book in public. <laughs> I'm going to use them all starting next week in the office when I'm coaching and training. But I love that. I've got a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> um, another one, I guess, I think before you punt is one, it's that fourth down moment, right? So it's considering, is it time to kick the can down the road or keep working on okay. it? And so in the book, I give you some things to think about as you're making that assessment and figuring out what to do. Yeah, I mean, that when you just said that, it sparked in my head a lot of times people have also, I think they hold on to ideas and stuff and they don't kick it away. Like you might just end that, end that I guess, that down or that charge. Um, I feel like a lot of business owners hold on to bad ideas because they think it's a great idea and they just don't get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, What did you say? It was think before you punt. Think before you punt. Okay. I'm going to take that one. It's in the book, right? (laughs) It's in the book. I'm highlighting (laughs) that. I'm going to keep that one. Um, So if somebody wants to get a hold of you for business coaching and mentoring or speaking, what's the best way for them to do it? Um, I've got a website. Okay. www.jenniferagarrett.com. So that's, the best way, I mean, I'm all on social channels. If you Google move the ball you can, in my name, you can find me on uh, on pretty much any social platform. I follow you on the social platforms now yes. as of earlier today. Perfect. And, and I'll say I'm always putting out content on there. So, I mean, it's free. It's for everyone to absorb. So if you like football or, or – and it's not just football. You don't have to be a football fan because I chose the, the phrase move the ball because – you don't have to be a football fan to understand that sure. concept, right? It's moving a ball, pick a ball, right forward in your life. So you also have a podcast, right? You do kind of like these daily tips on, I know your Facebook page has these kind of daily tips or yes. is it daily, it's, what is it called? Tell me. I, I usually do these morning motivations, yes. but I'm not doing a podcast yet. It's okay. in the works. Okay, perfect. Um, Very but cool. But I do put content out. Very cool. Um, podcast, podcasting has become such a big thing and such a great way for people to um, consume information and data. When I go home, I almost never watch TV anymore. I, lit, I watch Joe Rogan's podcast a lot. John and I are big fans. But mm-hmm. a lot of times when I'm done with his, my YouTube off my Apple TV just goes to another podcast. And it's almost like I go from podcast to podcast just eating up information. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. I think everything you're teaching here is going to translate so cool into a podcast. I think that's going to be that's going to be a blast. What do you do for, and this is, I'm being curious again, and I'm guessing a lot of people are as well, energy management. So I, I always find that my energy levels kind of go up, they go down, they go up. And I tell everybody, you don't have energy or motivation endless forever. It's going to go up and go down. You are dragged in a million different directions. What do you do to kind of just keep your energy levels high? I think it's really about doing things in your life that you find fulfilling and that you're passionate about. And when you have that, then it's easy to have that energy because you're constantly fired up about what it is you're doing, what game it is you're playing, and so you're ready to go. I mean, even on those days where you didn't get as much sleep, you're like, it's time to rock and roll, let's go. I do drink coffee every okay. morning, so that coffee loaded with sugar does help. But, uh, but I mean, I, I tend to be very purposeful with how I spend my day and what I will say no to and what I'll say yes to. And I think when you do that, that gives you more energy because you're controlling what it is you want to work on instead of just letting people dictate or letting the day happen to you. So you're more sure. proactive with what you're doing. Yeah, it seems like almost everything you do has a very big purpose behind it, very purposeful. Are you early riser, kind of middle riser? Are you up at four? What's your I'm, schedule? 
So I do believe it's very important to get a lot of sleep. So okay. I usually get seven to eight hours of sleep okay. if I can. Um, and so I usually wake up about six. I go work out. Um, I think about what I'm going to do for my during my day um, or during the day while I'm working out. So I'm multitasking while I'm working mm -hmm. out. But I think that's important to get that, you know, you're, you're moving. So you're getting energy just by the workout. And you're also planning the day so again you're you're in that mindset of, okay this is what i want to do today and you know sometimes the day doesn't work out the way we want but i believe you always have the ability to end it on a positive note so even if things you know something happens and i got kids we have things that happen um and so the day seems chaotic okay to deal with that but don't let that drag down the rest of your day i mean time is so precious and once right. you really appreciate that you don't sweat the small stuff. You just brush it off and you figure out how can I make the rest of my day a good day. I love that. I, and I'm, I'm very bad about, I, I worry myself to sleep a lot and then I wake up frantic like, oh my God, I have all these messages and I don't take a pause to plan my mornings very well. I, I, I put five things in my phone, but I'm terrible at that. I just wake up and I'm just like immediately look at my phone and just completely stressed out. And I think that's a great piece of advice to just wake up and be purposeful in the morning and just take a second to pause and then plan the day. Yes. Yeah. So I would say what happens when you look at your phone, when you wake up is now you're giving others permission to check into your life and you're reacting to what you're seeing versus saying, okay, I'm going to plan what I have to do. And then you can get on your phone and respond to what you want to. Right. But that way you're still retaining control versus just being in a reactive mode to whatever it is you see on your phone. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think where I'm bad is, and I think a lot of business owners that I, I, I coach a bunch of them in our office, I think they're bad. And John might be better at this than I am because I know you work out kind of in the morning sometimes and you get up mm -hmm. and you take your time. I am very reactive right away. And then it just forces me into kind of this like busy mess of a day from go. Whereas if I think if I hit pause for a second, I think if anybody watching is more like me than you, if they just kind of pause their morning for a second and don't just jump into it, mm -hmm. you'd have a much more calm entry into your day. Yes. For sure. Um, what do you do outside of all the work and writing and everything else that you do? Fun? Um, I'm a sports girl, so I, mean, I love football. Okay. I'm a Cubs season ticket holder, so I try to get to Wrigley. When I can. Yeah, um, teams are good now. They, they, yes, they are good now. So it's fun to watch. It is funner to watch when, uh, when they're doing well. Who, and this might be a very loaded question for you <laughs> because um, you're a big fan. Who's your favorite Bears player of all time? Walter Payton. Okay, that Ooh. was quick. Yeah. That's a, that's a good <laughs> answer. That's that was a good quick. One. You didn't yeah. even pause. I won't nope. ask for a second favorite. <laughs> um, outside of the Bears, who, uh, who's the next favorite team? Or are you just like, screw them all? Football, Football. or? Football. Oh, that's a good. Because uh, you went to Cal, you lived in California, so I was wondering if it's a Southern Cali team. I did. Yeah, I, I have a son that's going to be. Oh, he's twenty three. He just turned twenty three okay. a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he's a Colts fan, so I okay. guess I'll just say that you know from an AFC side I, for the Colts because he's a diehard Colts fanatic. How did that happen? It was when the uh, Bears played the Colts in yeah, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. He uh, became a fan, and he's stuck with them. I mean, they've had some not so pleasant seasons themselves over the years, and he's still a fan. Were, uh, was he a fan going into the game, or did they turn him into a fan? Because I'm sure you were not happy if he was a fan leading into that game. Um, no, I think, I think he became a fan because of that game. Yeah. That was the game where Hester in the first play returned yep. for a touchdown, amazing. right? amazing. Yes, yeah, yeah yep. it was that kickoff return. Yeah, that was, I was at Peace Pizza 
and it had just, I think it was right when Peace was first opening up, because that was how many years ago? You were going to know these facts. I, I definitely remember. That was... 2007. Look at that. Yeah. Boom. Boom. <laughs> So in 2007, it just opened up, and the place just went insane. Mm-hmm. And then if yep. you saw the place at the end of the game, it so. was like everybody's firstborn had just been stolen. Like everybody <laughs> was just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I, I was thinking of going to the Super Bowl, and I didn't. I lived in Orange County at the time, okay. so I flew to Chicago for the game. My cousin and I were going to go to Soldier Field to watch it. We ended up not doing that. We went to a bar to watch it. And that fr- and then you, have, you have big screens everywhere, yeah. and... Uh, I mean, that was an amazing kickoff return. And then yeah. everyone was excited. And then, yeah, not so much excited at the end. Hester was so exciting to watch when he was doing that because he was doing it so often. It was almost like they were terrified that every time he got the ball, that was going to happen. Yeah. That was really cool. But none of the Bears' accolades, I think, would add up to the excitement of when the Cubs won the World Series. That was insane in Chicago. It was. And I went to the World Series. You did? I did. Did you yes. go to the uh, the game when they won? No, okay. no. I wish I had. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I watched. I went to game four. I ended okay. up selling. I lived in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So okay. I came down for the game four. And then um, that game they lost. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to come back down again. Yeah. Even though I wanted to. But I was convinced that they would lose because I was there. So I just <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to be the jinx. So. We all you thank did, you. You did the right thing. I you did, yes. <laughs> I lived in Streeterville at the time, and all a bunch of my friends went to Wrigley, and I was like, I had to work the next morning. And I said, I don't know when I'm going to get out of there, so I'm just going to watch from home. And I was so angry with myself the next day that I didn't actually go to Wrigley and watch it, at least in Wrigleyville. I was so bummed and so mad at myself because it was so close to going. And it's one of those feelings where a friend of mine called me the next day and he said, uh, you should have been there. He goes, There's no, I've never experienced anything like it when they won. We were in a bar in Wrigley. Oh, yeah. So, it, was, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that team. I mean, you've got such great personality and characters. And I mean, even the front office, just some really class act people yeah. with that organization. And I think that helped. I mean, whether you're a Chicago Cubs fan or not, yeah. I think people across the country, across the globe, and were pretty cool. It was pretty neat to see that the Cubs actually broke the, broke the, curse. the curse. Yeah. You have a fan. Omandi Peter said, following very closely, Jennifer Garrett, hashtag moving the ball. Very nice. Thanks you for got, joining us. You Amanda. got a fan. Well, I'm going to transition, and we're going to come back to you. Um, I'm going to transition to Maladin here, who is the CEO of Freeze and Float, uh, which is a wellness and health spa in Chicago. They do, and I'm going to let him explain everything that they do because they do so much cool stuff, and I'm so geeked out to come back from Alcatraz. Hopefully, we'll survive and come back and do all the stuff that you guys have there. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. So tell me what Freeze and Float does and the services you guys provide, because I don't want to miss anything. Uh, Freeze and Float is the spa that I own with my wife. Uh, that's a float, float center predominantly. Uh, but we, we uh, also have the infrared sauna and uh, cryotherapy alongside with the skincare. So we are a little bit non-conventional float center uh, in terms of that it's, the flotation, is not, flotation therapy is not the only service that we provide. So we kind of like... Uh, Move, move the ball around, as Jen likes to say <laughs> that. You know, awesome. I mean, going in all kinds of directions. So tell us how flotation works, because I've seen it, and I know John was going to do it this week, but he's going to go back and do it. Maybe we'll do it at the same time now, John. Not tell together. us how that, huh? Not, 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 this, not in the same float, <laughs> but we'll, we'll float near, this, near sure. each other. Sure, sure. Um, how does it work? 
Well, flotation is actually uh, uh, not a new concept, even though even though uh, lately kind of like it's, it's getting it, it, its second wind. Um, the co the actual the science behind it is that um, why the expression of floating is that you're literally in a zero gravity environment. You have a, a float tank uh, filled up with around 200 gallons of water and around 12 to 13, 14 pounds of dissolved Epsom salt. Uh, 1,400 pounds of uh, 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 dissolved Epsom salt, which gives the body um, situation or, or, or provides that zero gravity, hence the expression where you're floating. Literally, you can't even sink if you, even if you wanted it, you can't you can sink, um, which provides a very interesting, uh, very interesting um, environment for the brain, for the mind, as well as the body. So it, it encapsulates the, the whole uh, the whole, the whole uh, spectrum, if you will, of uh, body and mind. I, I love Epsom salt. I almost, and some people who don't know this are going to make fun of me after this, but here we go. They do it to me anyways. Um, I almost take an Epsom bath salt every night um, just because I have aches, my knees hurt, my back hurts, and I love it. I can't imagine being in a weightless um, kind of almost like a meditative state. We were talking off air a little bit. You have one hour in there. Does it become kind of like a meditative state in there? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, it absolutely induces the, the 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 main thing. What happens with with the mind is that once it's the pride of external stimuli, like you know, we talked about it. You talked talked about it with Jen. All the emails, all the phone calls that you're receiving from you know six a.m., seven a.m., and you get caught up into that. Um, the deprivation of all that external stimuli uh, provides and induces so-called the meditative state where if you were to you you're preparing yourself for a very dangerous extreme activity swimming from electras as you said a lot of workout a lot of swimming a lot of weightlifting all that goes into the physical preparation well we know so little about what goes into the how do you train your mind how do you make your mind being stronger or, f f you know, for the lack of better words, softer? Um, and uh, and uh, sensory deprivation, meditation is one of the techniques and tools and the float tanks provides those, uh, th th that environment that induces a meditative state as a, as a tool to strengthen or um, quiet the mind. I love uh, it. I can't wait to do it. Uh, I got a question. How much Epsom salt do I have to dump in San Francisco Bay so that I float the whole way across? Quite a bit. Quite a bit? Quite a bit yeah. Darn it. Sean, if you're watching, he was watching a second ago, start renting the dump trucks out in San Francisco. <laughs> We're going to be dumping a lot of salt in that water. Um, so you're in a capsule, essentially, correct? So there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of like um, different options from pods to tanks to rooms. Okay. We, we specifically, we uh, we built... My wife and I, we built the uh, float rooms in order to, uh, if, you know, as we call it, like a regular experienced floater, if someone like that would come in, they would be comfortable in a pod, you know, a small eggshell looking like a pod where you would be, you would be uh, enclosed. But at the same time, we wanted to provide experience for the people that are f experiencing floating and wanted to experience floating for the first time. And uh, pods tend to be a little bit claustrophobic, so we wanted to steer away from that. Uh, so for those reasons, we built uh, built-in float rooms, tanks that are uh, that are look like a float room. So you technically have a a private room where you have a shower with a built-in tank and a private session, and you have 
a whole hour for yourself. Fantastic. That that seems like it's something that almost anybody could benefit from. You don't have to be an athlete. Like you said, it's mental. Um, Epsom salt is great for aches, pains, colds. I know people use Epsom salt for almost everything. Um, is there anything else other, other than water and Epsom salt in there? No. Very simple. simple. Straightforward water and Epsom salt. and Just uh, a lot yeah, of Epsom salt. That provides the magic. Awesome. Yeah. And then aside from the flotation, you guys also do the cryotherapy. We do the cryotherapy. We do the infrared sauna. And uh, we do have the uh, esthetician that provides the skincare facials. Okay. The cryotherapy, um, I read on your site, and I didn't know this until I read it on your site. I, I've always seen you know, the photos of people standing in the booths, and it's kind of just your whole body. But correct. you can actually do it for certain body parts as well, correct? Right. We do, the, we do have the, uh, the whole body cryotherapy, the chamber, as yeah. you are referring to, as well as the localized cry, where you can actually do the cryotherapy to specific, to specific uh, designated parts of the body. Let's say you have a sprained ankle or... Uh, you know, um, after a surgery, knee or anything like that, you would specifically target for five to eight to 10 minutes um, with a localized therapy, a designated spot where you wanted to apply the, the therapy. And how cold is it? Well, uh, depends on the level. Uh, there's three levels. The Each session is three minutes and it varies. So it would be around negative 80 to negative 145, 50. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're gonna stuff John in there at one. What's the, how can you can you max it out? Just like freeze him in there. Yeah. It, well, it, it, <laughs> you could. Yeah, but uh, we we not. It, it's not fun. It's you not know, fun. We, it's not fun. Yeah, definitely. The, the the three minute is actually something that um, we we talked earlier about. Yeah. You know, cold plunges and swimming in the. Uh, yeah, um, you did the plunge. Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan uh, Lake. But uh, it's it's way easier to do uh, a three minute crowd therapy at negative one twenty than do the uh, you know cold plunge at fifty five degrees in Michigan Lake. So that's what I was always gonna. That's what I always wondered because. Those things obviously at 120 degrees, that's very, very cold. But the average person can can withstand doing that for three minutes. Absolutely, it's okay. it's not it, it what 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 happens basically is that um, our bodies uh, ex being exposed to extreme environment in small doses uh, they work amazingly, and the body stimulates all the good things, all the good stuff in order to uh, regenerate. So what what and what happens during the cryotherapy is that we putting the body in so-called state of shock. We actually uh, uh, lying to the brain that it's in that's a uh, extreme environment, even though it's not. So the brain operates on the processes the outside situation, reality based on the based on the temperature of the skin. What happens is this temperature of the skin drops. And uh, that puts the brain into DEFCON 5 state where it says, okay, now we're going to preserve life organs, blood vessel constrict, all, all, that, all that happens for three minutes. And then once you reheat, blood vessel expand, reheat, once you reheat, the blood vessels expand, the refeed of oxygen and all the nutrients goes with the blood, they, the blood vessels are even more, uh, uh, the flow of the blood is even more, is greater. So that that's the first and foremost the uh, what happens. So, how often do you recommend somebody? How often can somebody do it? And then how often is recommended for somebody who's a relatively active person? It's perfectly safe to do it basically as you please and how you feel. So um, from you know, let's say some uh, athletes that are putting their body through the grueling activities to everyday. 
uh, cryotherapy to a couple of times a week to once a week. I would say some like like the uh, uh, it would be two to three times a week would be kind of like a twice a week for uh, you know a regular person that works out and wants to take care of his or her body would be kind of like the, the sweet spot. And I think it's so important. I, I, I was notoriously very bad my whole life of taking care of my body. I, I would work out pretty extreme from everything I've always done, but I never did the massage therapy. I never saw a chiropractor. I never saw a physical therapist. I never saw anybody. I never did any of this stuff. Now I'm you know into my mid-30s and everything's falling apart. I, I would tell anybody who's listening, if you are physically working out both your mind and body, you have to start to take care of it. Because when a, things go bad, they go bad quick. Yeah. Well, me coming from a little bit different culture, it's a uh, you know, and, and different life experiences. It's uh, interesting to see all that because uh, here, what I see uh, quite often is, you know, bigger, stronger. Let's go. Let's let's not give up. You know, even when your body is giving up, you know, you're pushing that. I'm sure Jen faced that so many times, you know, uh, in her career, and you know, people that she's facing. Uh, and it's not necessarily uh, like that. You need to give the body the rest. You know, sometimes it's not doing anything. You're doing you're doing more to your body and to your physical improvement and and and, and fitness than if you would go to a workout. So you know, um, more is not not always the answer. Better. And yeah. what's so? What got you into doing this? And then obviously you were a soccer player. When did you move here? And give us some background on you. Yeah, I, I, I was playing soccer all my life. I didn't play on the highest level, but uh, you know uh, that was kind of like my ticket to the United States. Um, coming from the athletic background, I was always interested in, in 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 I had to be interested in recovery. That's one of the first and foremost uh, reasons that I that I kind of like uh, was interested in in in, in anything that goes um, outside of the box, if you if you will. And then you know I'm interested in health, nutrition, you know, um, spirituality, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like uh, we talked about certain meditative techniques and how to quiet your mind and uh, live life worth living. Yeah, I, I really like that. Your wife is a she's a pharmacist, pharmacist. So right? She, she brings she brings yeah she's the actually a, you know a big shout out to her. She, unfortunately, she she wasn't able to uh, come today due to uh, business obligations, but. Uh, you know, she's actually the driving force of all this. That's know, fantastic. Kind of like behind the scenes. Well, that's fantastic. And it's, it's great that you both have very strong backgrounds in medicine and then obviously fitness and, and sports that lead you to understand the needs of your audience. So you guys know exactly what your audience yeah, needs absolutely. from two sides. That's kind of like, the, uh, kind of like the, the combination of us two that, you know, she brings a completely different perspective on, on, on everything. She comes from a pharmaceutical background and you know familiar familiar at all you know as the mainstream medicine does and 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 does amazing things but at the same time you know it doesn't do everything and uh combining that with uh a different modalities is actually very very interesting to see the the response and actually fascinating to see how you know uh people will respond to that in terms of in terms of bettering the the outcome of of whatever they're dealing with well, it's like John said. You guys have a good team. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a good set of teamwork you guys have together. And then I, the I'm not saying that we do anything healing wise or yeah, anything like of course, that. Yeah. It's not it's not not nothing related to making any claims or statements. But just taking what we it's prevention. It's taking taking care of your body and your mind. Yeah. And just by doing that, we eliminating a lot of a lot of 
uh, precursors to uh, to um, dealing with certain problems uh, later down the road. Your health is your wealth. I mean, that's the yeah. easiest way to really put it is if you're not taking care of yourself at some point, that's going to really come back tenfold hurting you. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm telling you, John, maybe John and I both have to do it on Wednesdays. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a perfect time. Uh, Wednesdays for me, it's it's. I don't want to say this because everybody else and all the other work I do is going to be like, well, what the heck? But I've really come to enjoy doing this podcast and doing Wheelhouse with John, and it's been so much fun. So I always say Wednesdays is a great middle of the week kind of reset button for me. And the fact that you guys are just next door to us mm -hmm. um, is going to be great. I think I'm just going to come there and hit the reset button. <laughs> um, and then the infrared sauna, I'm also interested in. I'm just going to be there for three hours a day every day. Um, <laughs> What's the difference between that and so I, I work out at Lifetime, I go to the sauna afterwards. I love being in the sauna. I, I, I feel like just even a regular sauna has a great health benefit for me. What's the difference between the infrared right. and then a sauna that I would essentially go to at a gym? Well, the biggest difference is the, essentially the infrared sauna is the sunlight without the, uh, without the UV. So what happens is that the uh, infrared sauna produces three types of waves near, mid and far that go in and out of the body and heat the body from the inside. Uh, versus the uh, conventional sauna, they would blast heat and, uh, you know, steam or heat, dry heat, on, and, and heat the body from the inside. That's why you, you can't really stay too long. you got to go in and out, taking showers and whatnot. Uh, having the benefits of heat, it, and, and the, the, the fact it, it's not always, it's, it's not related to heat infrared sauna. So technically, the moment you, you the session starts, that goes from 30 to 45 minutes, you're already reaping the benefits of the infrared. It's not, oh, it has to be 125 or 135 in order to, uh, you know, but it gets there. So uh, what happens is that the, the, the core of the body gets heated by intertwining those infrared waves going in and out, and uh, the steady uh, detox and, 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 and sweat uh, is where the, uh, uh, detox happens or depending on the program you have the anti-aging program cardiovascular uh, uh, enhancing cardiovascular health um, relaxation as well and uh, I need all of them. yeah there you go the so. whole the whole thing I need the anti-aging the yeah. cardio I need the calorie burning and give me all of yeah. it um, and you stay in it longer because when I sit in a sauna if you crank the sauna up pretty hot or you get the coals moving pretty hot 15 minutes and you're you're yeah. pretty much toast and you feel pretty lousy after 15 minutes. This you can do for an extended period of time because it's not that aggressive, like you feel like you're gonna yeah, die. Yeah, it's heat. dry heat, it can go you know, from 30 to, to 45 minutes, no problem. I really, really like that. Yeah. And um, you guys just opened out there and I'll let you kind of give the people listening the uh, kind of the wheelhouse promo because I think I'm watching some of the people watching and they're quite a bit of my athlete buddies and I think they got to stop by and see you guys. Yeah, absolutely. For all the friends of the wheelhouse, uh, listeners and uh, followers of the wheelhouse, we have the, uh, you know, special for you guys. We have 20% of all of our services. You know, you can check us out at the uh, freezefloatspa.com and uh, use the code wheelhouse and, uh, you know, very cool. 20% off for all the services. And people can buy for you guys because I was on your website and your website's great in the sense that it, uh, it, States prices, it gives all the services and explains everything so, so well. I really dislike when I go on some websites, whether it's fitness, health, spa, and you look at it 
and there's just no price point. You just got to call. But you guys have everything laid out really nicely. And for those of you listening, you can do, and correct me if I'm wrong, you can buy one-off packages, you can buy gifts, you can buy uh, multiple packages, and then you can buy monthly programs for all the different stuff as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to do with the whole concept going into this is to provide the experience and not restrict and put any restrictions on, on, on people that would like to uh, be our clients. So when it comes to uh, pricing, when it comes to uh, uh, services that they purchase, we don't put any restrictions. So technically, if they buy a service, it doesn't expire, it's shareable, uh, it's linked to the email, and you know, uh, creating the account always stays in the account. And uh, those kind of like small things that, um, you know, it's all about the experience for us and, and being being client oriented and customer service oriented and friendly. That's really nice. So if somebody bought a bunch of like a large package, they could use it, their spouse, significant other, family members, they can use it. They just have that many to use. So other people can come in with the family and use it as well. Right. Uh, from top of my head, I don't know exactly what would be the, uh, the scenario in what services, but what I do know for sure, we do have the, uh, we call it, it's still a grand opening promo. We just opened two months ago. Uh, uh, it's going to turn into a freeze and float special. Okay. So, for example, we would do all three, float, cryo, and uh, sauna. So, for example, it take it would take probably two, two and a half hours, okay. you know, with everything, you know, uh, to, to do all that. So you can break it down. You can do cryo today. You can do float some other day, or you can do all three. It's it's however you please, and that those don't expire, and they they're shareable. So you can you can flip them around between spouses, girlf girlfriends, boyfriends, family members, and whatnot. Awesome, John. We're gonna have to push wheelhouse back because by the time I can get to the spa, <laughs> it's gonna be a noonish, and I don't think I can get in here by three o'clock. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Hey, real quick though, yeah. is there? Milan, is there a benefit to doing all of them in one day opposed to breaking them up? What would you what would you suggest? Uh, yeah, you, you can you can do actually you can do all three of them. Okay. Depending how what exactly you want to achieve. Okay. And yeah. uh, you know, obviously basing based uh, availability and, and your time. You oh sure. To come in. Sure. But sure. Uh, definitely you can do you can do uh you But can is do there a benefit health wise as far as like Back to back to back, opposed so, to spreading them out. So we all we all familiar with you know going from cold to hot, cold mm -hmm. to hot. You know right. to uh, you know uh, mm -hmm. all all the athletes going from uh, hot to cold, icing and whatnot. So we do have you would have the cryo, you would have the uh, infrared sauna. So you would go from cold to hot or hot mm -hmm. to cold, and then the flotation would give you that relaxation mode, kind of like good. the zen mode. Uh, so depending how you want to start your day or finish your day, mm. that's how how would we form, how w which service would be would be uh, to start with and which one would be to finish with. Very good. All right, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, Bat, do you still play soccer? You're obviously a very fit guy. What what do you do to stay Try, kind of healthy and shape? Uh, just just for fun, just yeah. for fun, yeah, and kind of like to be to be in shape. So nothing nothing competitive or or anything like that. Combining all kinds of stuff, you know, playing some tennis and working out, and uh, it's kind of like in my in my blood. So yeah, I'm uh, guessing if you sure Jen can, yes, you know, she can relate to that. So uh, it's kind of like always stays within you. Jen, I think you're gonna have to stop by this place too because you definitely you, you obviously outwork the rest of us by by a lot. <laughs> you're definitely gonna have to stop by and check these guys out. Have you ever tried any of that stuff? I have not, but I'm very interested yeah, in it. Absolutely. So I definitely. Well, and I like what you said about having to um, really take care of your mind and your body. 
because one thing that I talk about a lot is playing for the long game. So it's not compromising your health and your wellness for short-term gains. It's really setting yourself up in the long term, and you've got to take care of yourself. That's why I mentioned I sleep seven to eight hours, because that's part of that. You've got to be healthy, and you've got to rest, and so um, absolutely. So services that you offer definitely can help people with yeah. positioning them for the long game. Jen, did you were you obviously in when you're writing this and you're practic practicing as an attorney and you have kids, were you ever kind of that four or five hour sleep person and then it started to hit you hard and then you said, well, I got to adjust myself a little bit? Or did you always have like sleep as kind of a pivotal part of what you were doing? No, I didn't appreciate the importance of sleep until a couple of years ago when I started to really feel more overwhelmed and I'm getting older. I'm in my 40s and um, you start that starts to wear on you. And so I think yeah. then I started realizing, you know what, I need to start taking care of myself and not ignoring any signs. If you're having health issues, gotta take care of you. I When you made that fumbling statement and you said you fumbled your coffee and stuff, it hit home for me because I recently started to try to get more sleep because I was just, I was just finding myself almost forgetting things. I'd say I was just about to do something and what was I about to do? I'm like that's not like me. I'm just, I'm not firing on all cylinders when that sort of thing starts to happen to me. And I said to myself, what's one thing I can definitely start to control and it's add a little sleep. Cause I was a four or five hour sleep guy and I felt good for a long time. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Get a little bit older. Right. Yes. Did you find that it was immediate when you started to sleep longer that you just felt better? Yes. Cause I've been going so long on such a short sleep cycles and you're tired, you have headaches, and you're just dragging through the day. And so when I started increasing the amount of sleep that I got, that because you can't go five, six hour sleep days and then have one good eight hour day and then expect to be at full speed, right? So you have to have that continual cycle of sleeping and resting yeah. in your mind, your body. And But yeah, I did notice that once I started doing that consistently, I mean, I, my productivity had, was just shooting up shooting and I was getting up. more done. Do you listen or watch anything with Tony Robbins? I do. Um, yeah, I, I like Tony Robbins. I also like there's another gentleman, Brendan Burchard, who mm -hmm. is in the circle of Tony Robbins. And, and so they talk a lot about the importance of sleep, sleep. And, and some other things, too. I like him a lot, but he's got and I don't know, Mladen, if you listen to him, he's got like a, uh, a sleep mask that's provided by a doctor. And it's not like a sleep apnea mask, but it's. He sleeps in it, and he says he only sleeps four or five hours a night, but he gets some sort of way deeper sleep. But it's almost like he sleeps in like a chamber of sorts. And now Tony Robbins is worth damn near a billion dollars, so he can probably do some things that us normal people can't do. But um, have you heard of that? Have you heard? Of I have that? not. Yeah. No, I'll just have to look that up. Just Apparently, it puts him in a lot of. Maybe you've heard this too. Apparently, it puts him in like this very deep sleep quick. So apparently, it takes a while to get to a deep sleep. But whatever contraption that he sleeps in or uses that's a machine, it apparently puts Tony in deeper sleep and much, much quicker so he gets better rest. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's important to get that deep sleep. I mean, if I've gotten four hours of really good deep sleep, that's better than six hours of you know not in that REM mm -hmm. stage. And so that's interesting. I'll have yeah. to take a look at that. I don't know what it costs, but it takes a doctor to prescribe it. Mladen, how much do you sleep? That's... Uh, you know, early to bed, early to rise, but, uh, you know, I, I, t uh, I don't really, um, when I have to wake up early and all that, I, I definitely, you know, wake up early, but uh, I, as, as Jen says, you know, uh, sleep is very important, and uh, that comes first, you know, taking care of yourself, and then, you know, there's, there's nothing that's out there 
that's worth more of uh, you know your own well-being. And uh, if you were to take you know two hours a night, it piles up down the road. You know For sure. I mean? So uh, um, yeah, I mean, if I need to wake up early and 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 go to uh, and and, and f- work and do stuff, I do. I don't really have. There's a lot of people out there now uh, that, that promoting like you know wake up at 4 a.m. and 3 a.m. and work out and work, work your butt off and stuff like that. But uh, you know, to each his own. So uh, I personally don't do that. You know, I, I like to wake up. Um, rested, and uh, you know, not no not, not nothing like specific masks or anything. You yeah. Know? So, uh, yeah, yeah I'm not a three or four a.m. waker up either. I am not good at waking up, so three four a.m. for me is tough. I'm guessing you guys are readers. I know for a fact. I mean, you're a writer, so you got to be a reader. John had a question he put up on his little whiteboard for me. His love notes. He writes me. <laughs> um, any book recommendations? You know, this is not a or new favorite book. books, maybe that are not your own book. <laughs> you can get it on Amazon, right? You can Let me give give the uh, shout out before we do that. Um, Amazon.com buy her book anywhere else. We can, get, can they get it off your website, too? Or is it just Amazon? now? On my website, there's a link to the Amazon link and it's available okay. paperback, Kindle, as well as audiobook. Version. Oh, cool. Do you read the mm-hmm. audio? Yes, I did narrate it. And I'll share real quick why I did that, because I almost didn't narrate it. Okay. And, uh, you know, I thought that because football is a male-dominated sport, that I would have a male reader. And I had a friend that said, you know, this is your story, your voice. You need to narrate it. And so I did, and I had a lot of fun. Awesome. And and I, as my presumption is that your passion for this, I'm glad you did it, because your passion for this will come out when you're reading it. And I'm drive a lot. So I drive 30,000 miles a year. I use Audible a ton. And I sometimes cannot stand when people are reading books. And then I'm like, oh, two minutes and I'll say, I can't listen to this book. If it's a book I really want to read or consume, I'll just get the hard copy because I just don't like the person's voice. I feel like I'm glad you did that because your passion probably comes out. The um, um, Extreme Ownership book I read, which is a popular book among business people, when you listen to the two guys um, who read it, they're so passionate. They're both Navy SEALs, and their passion comes out. And I've listened to the book twice now, and I'm like, I'm glad they read their own book because the passion comes through. So... Yeah, I would I would agree with that. You know exactly what to talk about, what, how, what uh, tone of voice to highlight, different things, and then I can also I I did this. I went off script and talked about other stories that fed into the book, awesome. as well as where if you had someone else narrate it, they're not going to know those. Or things. Just reading it, very very yeah. cool. So, any book recommendations outside of that? Any favorite books? You know, there's a book that I really like. It's not a new book, but it's called How Full Is Your Bucket? Okay. And what it is, is it talks, so for me, I talk a lot about how it's not only your goals that you should be focusing on, it's helping others because it takes a team, right? Every, everything I've done is because other people have helped me in some way, shape, or form. I didn't do it on my own. How Full Is Your Bucket is about, you can either choose to take away from someone else's bucket by bringing negativity and um, just that energy, negative energy into the space, or you can choose to fill other people's buckets, which will in turn fill your bucket um, by being positive and uplifting. And that's just the kind of person I am. So I really like that. And I learned that they even have a children's version. And I heard my daughter one day, I have a nine-year-old daughter talk about such and such, you know, is filling her bucket. I was like, what did you just say? So I was glad to see that uh, that it's something that kids are reading too. Awesome. There's, 
in in a world of you know cyberbullying yep. and all this, I mean, it's neat to see that there those messages are being. And the apple shared. didn't fall far from the tree on that one. Yes, that's awesome. I've never read that, but I'm glad um, they made a children's book because yes, we, I was just talking to somebody about this and how negative kids at school have gotten and. I was the first kid with glasses and braces, so I was bullied as a kid. But now with the cyberbullying where somebody can do it behind a text message or a computer screen, that has become an exponential thing. Yes. When you bullied me, you had to actually come and bully me. You had to actually say, come and say, hey, you got f your four eyes, and I was standing there, so you had to say it to me. Now people do it in a, in a really aggressive way, and it's good that they've made a children's version. Yeah, so, awesome. so I think that's a great book. Again, it, it's been around for a while, but, but I think it's just a great positive uplifting book awesome are you a big reader uh trying to be trying to yeah be. yeah it's really i'm also a big fan of audible yeah yeah i listen to drive a lot you know so i listen to uh audiobooks as well do you live in the city or are you uh yeah just down the street oh awesome yeah. very cool yeah uh where you got did you when you moved here did you move to the city suburbs or always back to chicago it was always chicago originally oh. suburbs and you know uh, three four years ago city Cool. How long before you guys opened did you guys come up with the idea of doing the spa? The whole process was around two years. Okay. So from real, literally the, the, the thought to opening was two years, a little bit more than that, actually. Because that's so. a big undertaking. I mean, you guys, and I've, I'm familiar with flotation spas and stuff, and like you said, typically that's all they have. It's just one thing. You guys almost have... Um, you know, you have the med spa version of like the skincare and then you have the flotation, but then you're adding the, and some places you go, you only have the cryotherapy. I mean, it's just, just that you guys have several different business models kind of put together in a, in a full wellness package. So two years, you guys moved quick, probably felt like a long time, but you moved quick. R relatively quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, and then not you have the city enough. to deal with too. Not quick enough, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it I mean, finding the space is tough and, and I'm sure being able to build the tankless rooms you dealing with the city is not the easiest thing in the world either. I'm going to jump in real fast and I wish that I had uh, some video but I I took a tour of Freeze Float and two years a little over you said um, what they did this place is gorgeous I mean he's underselling it to the extreme I walked in and we were probably 20 minutes together. Kind of took me through to each and talked a little bit about it and showed me. But I, I can't wait to do the float because it's just the whole, the whole area, everything they have going on is gorgeous. So whatever you, however you did it in that short time, and like Mo just said, as far as dealing with contractors and the city and code and everything and make it attractive, functional in two years man you guys wait until you get I'm in excited. there and see this place i'm excited Absolutely. to go check it out wait i, I can't wait it. to it's to cool. check it out yeah. well good for you guys i mean i know Thank putting you. together any sort of space in the city of chicago two years is not that long i'm sure like you said it felt like a long time and you wanted it to open but uh, i'm excited to check it out well i have to say that we uh we were also very lucky to uh um be with people that um from the building owner and uh, his family um, to, you know, they, they saw something in us and, uh, you know, it was, it was, 
helped us a lot. I have to say that. So uh, awesome. it's not. It's you know there was, the, you know, to say that uh, you know as as we are talking about entrepreneurship and all that. You know, uh, I feel that as for for me, most important thing was making the decision and going and putting yourself out there, and then all kinds of things happen, and those things happen for us. So there's a lot of things that uh, was not we were not able to foresee and we had to deal with that and then you know we're able to deal with that so there's a lot of yeah i was gonna about to ask you guys because we we did go over and i knew we would i think i feel like i could talk to you guys for hours upon hours i was going to ask you for any advice for entrepreneurs is that kind of the advice that you're uh, i'm sure you have a you ton know, of it i don't know if i have one you know what i mean uh, uh, because uh, I, I you know um actually I never thought about my thought by myself being an entrepreneur until until John came into the uh, you know <laughs> I saw John and he said hey you know well what about you know being a guest and all that and I'm like oh wow you know actually uh, someone thinks about me in that way you know yeah. I never thought about yeah, myself sure. in that way as a you know I'm this or that or f any types of titles for, for that reason but um, I don't even think that I, I could I would be able to fully describe what that what that term means besides you know speaking out of my my personal experience you know um, we decided to uh, making we made a decision to do something there was a certain drive present and uh, we wanted to challenge ourselves and this is all you know not necessarily we talk about the end game all the time we're just enjoying the process and the process is is tough and and that's the beauty of it at least for me. You know, I mean, feeling the anxiety, uncertainty. The only thing that's 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 promised when you when you take that route, you know, it's uncertainty. You don't know what you're gonna face, and that's the beauty of it. And that's where the growth lies. You know, um, challenging ourselves day in, day out, and uh, growing from the every single obstacles that 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 come in front of us. And uh, we don't know where we're gonna go, and uh, but you know, we're going. So we'll I see how that how's that gonna work out. I think you're going to go great places. And I, I, John, I don't think even did this on purpose, having mm -hmm. the two of you in. But you have somebody who wrote a book on kind of, I mean, it's football, but athletics in general, translating to kind of life and business. And then somehow, John, you have a athlete who is now an entrepreneur and doing a great job. In what your, a quinky dick. Yeah, he somehow, John <laughs> has a way of making sure this kind of works out perfectly. But you know, a lot of the things that, uh, Jen, you were explaining, you're doing, you know, the obstacles, I'm sure, when you're in sports and you're in fitness and also having to come here from another country and then, you know, become a successful entrepreneur here, um, you probably have had a lot of obstacles. And like you said, it's part of the journey. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't have the, I, I wasn't lucky enough to have Jen's book when we started, you know, <laughs> well, don't, way, try to, don't try easier. to take my copy. <laughs> you know, we just, we just, you know, put ourselves out there and, 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 and start doing things. But, um, you know, definitely I can relate a lot to uh, how we reacted during the process of building that business from, you know, our previous experiences, you know, discipline in sport, uh, hardship in sport. You know what I mean? Adjusting to the new, newly uh, situation that arises every every minute. You know what I mean? So, uh, I think I think there's a lot of um, the the major basically takeaway for me would be like, how would you respond? You know, like a, like a fighter, you gotta work in a milliseconds. You know what I mean? Like a boxer, MMA fighter. But you know, for us, it was almost like that because uh, there was constantly day in day out. It was it was some new challenge and. And uh, how we reacted and how we responded to that, that's, that's kind of like what it was for us. So um, 
that's something that you know as everybody else you know we had a we had a you know everything laid out you have a nicely written business business plan and you know it's supposed to go like this and it's supposed to go like that and then every single thing that that could have gone wrong did go wrong <laughs> well it's like you related to boxing yeah. good old mike tyson has the best quote everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face exactly yeah. so we got punched in the face day one yeah <laughs> and the whole plan was you know out of the window and he was like okay you know um we're betting on ourselves and that's what that that's that's the most beautiful thing that for me uh and 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 for, for my wa- for my wife and and myself is that we're enjoying that we're enjoying challenging ourselves and uh there's there's no there's no better bet to put out there besides putting there on, on ourselves and uh you know we'll see what happens well i love it best of luck to you guys i think you're going to do incredible um, and before I ask Jen for advice, did you watch the boxing fight this weekend? Or did you catch I, the clips at I, least? I, I, I caught the clips. I, yeah. I, I caught the news and I was sh- shocked, shocked yeah. what happened. But, you know, again, that, that's the beauty of, of, of sports, of beauty of boxing. And, you know, and, uh, you know, very, very motiv- motivated, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, he that had nothing. Nothing. Ruiz and, had nothing. Uh, you know, proved literally everybody wrong. Do you know that last year they offered him, John, I don't know if you know this, or Jen, if you know this, there was a big boxing fight, and um, Ruiz was offered $40,000 to fight Joshua last year, and he turned it down. He yeah, said, I'm worth for, more than that, for and him. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it for that. And now he beat him. And as of this morning, they had, apparently they had a rematch clause in his contract. So the rematch mm-hmm. is going to happen sometime in like November-ish mm-hmm. time period. But good for him. His whole life changed. What yeah. he said at the press conferences, he's like, Mom, we don't have to struggle anymore because think he takes care of his mom nice quite amount so yeah amazing awesome. amazing yeah. story very cool story and jen i'm sure you have a lot of advice for entrepreneurs and i'm going to ask you to give one or two if you can and then for the rest of you again buy her book and i'm sure there's going to be a whole lot more information for you guys in there but um anything either a learning lesson or we always ask this on the show or some advice you'd want to give to somebody who's an entrepreneur yeah, sure. I mean, it's like Mladen had said, you know, you got to bet on yourself, right? And have that confidence that uh, you can do it and not let anybody tell you otherwise. And I'll share a quick story. I'll move the ball. I work with a lot of organizations in the corporate setting and individuals, but I do a lot of work with professional athletes as well. And I had connected with people in that space and they told me, you're wasting your time. Go focus on the corporate space. You know, these athletes aren't going to listen to what you have to say. And I could have chosen to listen to them or I could say, you know what, this is really something I'm interested in because I think I could help them uh, transition out of professional football or other sports and be successful in life beyond the game. So I stuck to my guns and I mean, I have people reaching out from all different professional sports, MLB, NFL, NBA, but if I had listened to the naysayers, then I would have never had these opportunities. And I'll share a very quick story. Yeah, share um, as many as you want. These are, I love these stories and they're motivating and intriguing. I'm sure very motivating to anybody watching too. So I grew up in Chicago, grew up in the 80s, diehard Bears fan, 85 Bears were my team, right? That's the team that made me fall in love with football. And if you were to tell me 30 years later that I would work with guys from that team, I would never have believed it. And there are guys from that team that will back my work and say that I know more about football than guys they played with. Good for you. So, I mean, just that is, it's just amazing to see that. Um, Because again, I could have said, okay, these people said no, you know, you're wasting your time, go in this other direction. And um, so really stick to stick to what you believe in, bet on yourself. Good for you. I, I, I can imagine, I can only imagine how difficult it would have been for you to kind of break into that industry and then not just break into that industry, but gain the respect of people who are very esteemed in that field. Because I imagine 
more than you're even letting on people were probably saying up oh, yeah that's not gonna work or not telling you and just completely writing you off where you believed in yourself and you said hey nope I'm gonna get to that point and you obviously have now yeah I mean it, it's tough when you're not a professional player I didn't play in the NFL right it's obvious right. I didn't play college football so that credibility I don't have that right. and so a lot of people will just discount you and be like well you know football great sure yeah. you do you're a female too what do you really know and so you know to just keep having that uh, will to persevere and uh, keep trying to connect with people and you know make relationships in people I mean I've been tested along the way to say what do you really know about the sport and uh, so it's neat to see that kind of come along because a decade ago that wasn't there I bet you wow a ton of people with your football knowledge <laughs> if there's ever a um a one of those bar events where it's a kind of a football um trivia trivia yeah we know who we're calling <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be our secret <clears throat> weapon but no it, it really is and i think you obviously embody this you've worked very very hard to get where you're at with everything you're doing from having a couple llms a law degree writing a book you know being a mom to five as i'm saying this it's it's astonishing and then having your own business where you're mentoring, you're coaching, you're speaking, and soon to do a podcast, you've probably had so many times where things have gotten difficult and you're like, well, I don't care. I'm just going to move forward. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep moving forward. Very much like Miladin was saying, you've just kind of grinded and never had no slow you down. Right. Yes. And it's that confidence. If you bet on yourself and you believe in yourself, then I believe you can do anything you want. But you've got to keep moving forward even when you're tested. Well, this was a very, very motivational wheelhouse for me even, and um, I really, really uh, thank both of you for coming on. Um, Jen, I'm excited to read this. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of fun for me, and it's timely for me, seeing as I'm gonna go do something that I really didn't wanna have to do, hmm. but I'm gonna do it anyway, so I'm gonna bet on myself that I'm not gonna <laughs> drown, hopefully. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at betting, I probably shouldn't say that. Every time I bet on anything, I lose. Oh boy. But I'm gonna bet on myself. Um, Depends those on of the you, asset. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for those of you watching, uh, if you do pay the shipping and handling, she will send you a signed copy of this. Uh, if you don't do that, just, just go on Amazon and buy it, uh, give her some support. I will definitely talk about it after I'm done reading it and just by skimming through it again, I'm a avid reader of motivational books, books about business, books about um, just bettering yourself and self-growth. And just the topics and the chapters in here are laid out really smart. And it's going to be a fun read because it's got a sports twist to it. So congratulations on this. Thank you. Um, and Miladin, thank you for coming on. I, I'm going to see you soon. I'm probably yeah, going to see absolutely. you sooner than you think. I'm going to get back sometime Tuesday, probably be limping and then give you a buzz and uh, come by, check the place out, and try some of those treatments. Anytime. Best of luck to you guys. And uh, John doesn't uh, overplay or underplay anything. So I'm with your yeah. explanation of how that place looks. I can't, I can't wait to come check you guys out. Yep. Thank you. And he's uh, a couple jujitsu buddies are watching. He's going to try to give jujitsu a shot. So maybe we'll have to go to a, yeah, we'll a, a class together. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, go get, roll. You, get you doing that as well. So thank Very you good. again to you and congratulations. Thank you, um, John. Anything else from you? Uh, well. I have one quick question for Jen, and then uh, next week's guests we're going to announce. Perfect. But Jen, as far as people getting a signed copy, just doing the shipping and handling, how do they go about doing that? Is it through your website or Amazon or 
How, yeah, how do we do that? Just send me an email. You can send it to info at Jennifer A. Garrett. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-A-G-A-R-R-E-T-T dot com. Mm-hmm. If you go to my website, the email's there too. Oh, great. Um, yeah, shoot me a note and uh, we'll get you hooked up. Very, Very cool. good. I just wanted to make sure everybody knew how to take advantage of that offer. That's great and very generous. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, next next week, week, if I make it back. Next week, when you make Man, it back. look at back, that mindset. When you make it back and you have a great story to tell, uh, we're going to have some more amazing guests. Uh, we have uh, twin sisters, Jillian and Jen Yuhas. They are love and life coaches. What and, are you setting me up here, John? Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I have to give me love and phone. life lessons. <laughs> oh, oh, you need them. <laughs> uh, spoke with them on the phone. Just massive positive energy and very focused on the positive in life. Kind of reminds me of the guests that we have here today. Um, moving forward and shedding the negative and keeping focused on what's important and i'm really looking forward to having them here also we have the chief operating officer of navy pier whoa yeah i was a i lived two blocks from there so for 11 years i frequented navy pier a lot well you and three million others every year very cool (laughs) yeah his name is brian murphy we connected on linkedin uh, reached out to him and super accommodating very busy but uh, really excited to come on, talk about what they're going to be doing this summer, some of the overhauls, uh, all the entertainment. It's really, he's a really cool guy. So yeah, they're it's changing Navy a, a lot. Yeah, a lot. And he's got uh, just a great sense of humor, very funny, uh, witty guy. So it's going to be a fun show, as this one was as well. Uh, looking forward to it. But before I let us go... Uh, Best of luck to you. Thanks, buddy. And again, uh, a lot of respect for what you're doing. I think it's the the cause and the work. Very proud of you. Appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. you so much. And we will see you guys next Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Sounds like it's going to be a fun show. Absolutely. In three, two.